Hello, and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers, you know, whether it's comic books, toys, filming of new seasons of Power Rangers, uh, conventions. We're here to talk about anything that goes on in the Morphin Grid. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Joel, and with me is... You know me, you love me, it's Kevin. Uh, and... <laughs> Today is January 23rd. We took a week off last week, so we're kind of coming in hot this week with a bunch of topics mm -hmm. <laughs> and wonderful things to discuss. But before we get started, um, as always, as we say every episode, um, we want to stress, you know, emphasize, make sure that it is clear that our podcast stands in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I know when we started this, it was during the middle of 2020 last year when this was at kind of the height of kind of media's awareness of that. Um, and right now, you know, January 2021, a lot of people have kind of taken their eyes off of it and assumed because we've, you know, gotten out of the Trump era presidency that we're through this. Uh, that is wrong. Uh, even with a Democratic president in power, even with like, you know, Senate and House control in the Democratic side, there is still work to be done. There is still more more work that needs to be done so that racial inequality can be gotten rid of, can be you know reduced, stamped out. There's still just a ton of work to be done. So, uh, you know, we encourage our listeners to help out in any way you can, whether that's protests, whether that's you know donating time or money, or even just highlighting and uplifting Black voices that you can. Um, the hub that we always encourage our listeners to go to, which is Black Lives Matters with an S dot card. That's C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Um, and there is a great hub to kind of get started if you're not sure where you want to go or how you can help out. That's a great hub to start. And then from there, you can kind of do more research if you want to find another way to help. Mm -hmm. But again, just stressing that our podcast stands in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Because, you know, as we say each time. All lives can't matter unless black lives matter. With that said, we'll move into our first topic, which is going to be the comic books. Uh, we've, you know, took two weeks or took a week off. And in that time, we've now had two comics issues. Three of both Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers have released. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're kind of going to go over those two. We'll start with Mighty Morphin number three. Uh, it was written by Ryan Parrott with art by Marco Renna. Uh, colors by Walter Biamonte with uh, assistance from Keita Rinaldi and letters by Ed Dukeshire. Uh, so, hey Kevin, what did you think of issue three of Mighty Morphin? Yeah, so it was definitely, um, I mean, it continues on with the story arc of the Rangers getting ambushed at the Battle of the Bands um, mm -hmm. and with the Chaos Putties starting to overwhelm them. And so it was definitely interesting seeing like Putty patrollers just bodying the Rangers and like taking them out and like really just taking advantage of that but it was also interesting because uh the green ranger in particular who we still don't know who it is um is susceptible to chaos energy as we find out so um that was definitely an interesting little tidbit that he is especially weak to it which is going to mm -hmm. obviously be an advantage for zed but naturally uh i thought the storyline and the art was really good as always um there definitely was a lot of good tense moments in the action itself, but then of course we get a minute to breathe as the Rangers are able to retreat. Um, and so 
one of which leads to one of my favorite moments of the story is Aisha figures out that Billy helped create the Green Ranger, mm-hmm. and she she wastes no time in just being like, "What did you do? And why did you do it?" <laughs> like she doesn't miss her word. She doesn't keep it to herself to like reveal later. She's just like, "No, let's talk about it." Um, and I definitely think that that was really well written and really well done because Aisha has been consistently the she's like the realist of the group now i feel like like she's the person that's like okay let's not sugarcoat this like we need to talk about it um yeah and so she is definitely the person that is not wanting to sugarcoat things but instead just take it head on and it is what it is um so it was definitely an interesting interaction where she was basically just like if you don't tell zordon i'm gonna tell him and so um and of course the Chaos Putties and Zed also even put a spell on Adam to make him think the other the other rangers are monsters. So I'm guessing that'll be something that the long-term plan Zed has involves something like that. So that'll be interesting to see, at least. Um, but yeah, it was a good issue. I definitely think I enjoyed um, where the story is going, especially the Zordon and Grace's reunion of sorts. Um, <laughs> where... I, I just loved it when like Zordon's head blipped in and Grace was like, I knew you were gonna find out eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very like I, I think, you know, you kinda hit kind of the nail on the head with kind of how what you've highlighted so far <laughs> is kind of these really tense moments with uh both, you know, Aisha confronting Billy, but also Zordon confronting Grace about this. Mm-hmm. Um it's just I think Ryan shines in these moments. We've talked before about kind of his ability with character work is really mm-hmm. kind of something he's really great with. And so I think whenever he puts two characters head to head that are technically on the same side, but coming at it from different angles, mm-hmm. I think he really gets to play with that. And it's so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Um, also, sorry, I couldn't help but laugh because you were like ahead and Zordon's ahead. Is ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh insert the michelle massage laugh, laugh here um but yeah it was definitely really well done um it, and each issue we've seen zordon kind of get more and more to like an authoritarian version of himself almost because he was like you're giving me the coin and we're locking it away like the encounter with draken and the omegas have definitely um heart like it's allowed his hardened side to come out so yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested to see what the long term impact of that is going to be, especially when uh, the Eltarians reveal themselves. So yeah, and it's also I mean it's um it's a really nice contrast as well because we are still getting at the beginning of each of the Mighty Morphin issues that mm-hmm. flashback of Zordon when mm-hmm. he's younger, um and kind of getting insights into who he was at that time mm-hmm. and also kind of how he was shaped. Yeah. Uh, you know, this issue, we get the tidbit that Zordon, at least when he was younger, did not want to be in this eternal battle. He, you know, he wanted to, like, do his duty, you know, earn honor for his family, do his part, and then go home and live, like, a quiet life on a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, very interesting that, you know, to juxtapose that with, you know, the head in the jar that is, like, our wise sage who has been fighting a, like, 10,000-year-long battle mm-hmm. against the forces of evil yeah uh, so it's very it's very i think you know I, ryan again like we you and i have talked about this before there is just a lot of moving pieces mm-hmm. and that while we're not making a ton of ground each single issue the way these different pieces interlock and connect and the way things shift it's making that puzzle more dynamic and more complex every issue 
Um, so mm-hmm. I kind of can't wait to see what what the payoff to this is. Um, we know kind of we'll talk about the upcoming issues in a bit, but we know issue four is going to be a major one um, because it's going to show off kind of you know a big reveal. Um, but yes, it, I, I you know we're definitely building towards that. Um, I did see one review that called out something, and I had it in mind when I was reading the issue as well. Mm-hmm. The end of the issue is kind of abrupt. Uh, right. We go from a kind of a tense moment with Adam and or not Adam, Billy and Aisha facing you off, mm-hmm. to Zed um, growing a chaos putty, and the Rangers just immediately morphing and jumping back into the Megazord. Um, and while mm-hmm. I get that, that's kind of a way to segue us into the next big battle it is kind of abrupt um in the scheme of things yeah it feels like we didn't necessarily get to sit in those moments as long as we probably could have um but it's also understandable because ryan is playing i think with that tv structure um and so he is still trying to hit those power ranger beats Mm -hmm. even in comic book form yeah yeah i actually didn't really get the impression of that like kind of like with the idea of the tv beats like this is definitely like part one of a episode well, part two yeah. maybe um part two well technically part three <laughs> um but like there's been a lot of times i think when the series has had episodes that ended like on a two-parter or so where like the monster appears giant and then they have to go out and fight it and so i yeah. didn't really get the abruptness of it i can see it but i just was like oh okay let's go and it was a good i thought it was a good panel to end on too because it i feel like it definitely sets like the stage for the next issue i think ryan also is not purposefully i could see it kind of being like a subconscious thing but like writing for the trade paperback because yeah. once once it gets collected in the trade like i guarantee it will not feel as abrupt because of course it'll be a continuous loop so yeah which is an interesting point to make because i kind of want to segue now into power rangers number three mm-hmm. um which continues the adventures of the omega rangers in space um, and the mm-hmm. third issue, the t- creative team on it is written, of course, by Ryan Parrott, mm-hmm. with art by Francesco Mortorino, with colors mm-hmm. by Raul Angulo, and letters by Ed Dukeshire. Mm-hmm. Um, this continues kind of the face-off with the Omega Rangers against the space vampires known as the Horrid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. And it's, it, you know, it continues that tense kind of alien-esque... Uh, outer space horror movie vibe that we got last issue um what did you think of this issue of uh, power rangers kevin well it was definitely interesting um seeing what is continuing uh i still get among us vibes i know ryan didn't write it like that months ago maybe he did maybe he was playing among us and we didn't realize it um <laughs> but uh it was definitely interesting seeing the rangers like try to figure out a way to actually fight the horrid and kind of using their desire for energy absorption to their advantage like um and trusting is it z or xi z is how uh, i believe ryan pronounced okay that's how i read it but i just wanted to make sure um but seeing how z like is like okay if you all trust me i'm gonna do this plan and then we find out that z was listening to draken the whole time and he was trusting that draken would actually betray them which we kind of all figured would happen knowing draken um yeah because we know that draken plays to win um but it was interesting seeing him like groveling and stuff and i was like oh no that's not how he does he does not genuinely do that (laughs) um but using the red omega zord to draw the enemies towards them and absorb that energy combined with draken just killing off the head horrid um definitely proved that like they 
may have what it takes to survive out there. Um, but I definitely enjoyed the artwork. It def they caught the vibe of that horror movie type situation really well. Um, I know they actually made a reference to Alien, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and I they, was like, twice. Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, okay, that, that works. Um, so it was good. I, the writing is top notch, as always. I think the biggest advantage, because um, it's actually interesting right now because I'm reading, uh, rereading Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with IDW, and they just started their, I just started reading the side series that comes out of that, so two series running simultaneously with stories that affect both. And with Ryan writing both of the series, there's a lot more cohesion, I feel like. Like, Ninja Turtles, it's good, like it still works, but I feel like the cohesion is just really top-notch with Ryan writing both series, so... Um, yeah, it was enjoyable. Um, I definitely, I think one of the character beats I really enjoyed was the moment at the end with Trini and Draken, kind of recalling back to their their conversation in the first issue, where she was like, no, you play with whichever, whichever side is going to win. You play in your favor. Like, you would have left us to die if you knew that they would have won. And he was just like, well, what do I have to do to get your trust? And she was like, sacrifice yourself for the greater good. And he's like, so I have to die, but then I'll be dead. And she was like, that's the price to pay. <laughs> And I was just like, that was a good character moment because she was basically calling him out and she was like, we're not going to trust you. Yeah. And, and I think it's it's also good coming from Trini, who I think in the Necessary Evil arc, mm -hmm. we saw trust uh, Kaya so implicitly. Um, yeah. So this is also probably kind of a response to that in the sense that like she's not going to be super trusting, especially if someone that she knows is deceitful. Right. Like she acknowledges um, that she has to have him to get help. But she doesn't like it, and she doesn't trust it. Yeah. So. And, and then kind of the end of the issue is we find out their ultimate destination, which is the remnants of the world that Draken created at the end of Shattered Grid. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see where Ryan is going. Um, you know, we've talked before about with Power Rangers, how... Whereas Mighty Morphin is definitely like following a TV show template in the way that it's trying to structure and tell story. Mm -hmm. Power Rangers does not have that. Um, it's kind of an open map and Ryan kind of can go wherever he wants and do whatever he wants uh, within mm -hmm. reason. And, and I think it's been just kind of interesting, you know, getting to see him, you know, create something like the Horrid, um, mm -hmm. which he has talked about and said is, go is going to come back. Oh, yeah, they, they'll be uh, back. Yeah, and so, like, it definitely feels less like we're telling, like, a... We're telling a long, continuous story in Power Rangers, but it feels like these kind of momentary interludes where we, you know, have the Horrid, and, you know, we have certain characters from future seasons showing up in a couple issues. Um, it feels like these are kind of s different, like, uh, bread trails that, like, Br Ryan is kind of laying out in case he wants to bring any of that back. Yeah. Um so he's definitely setting the board in an interesting way, and I'm I'm really excited. Um, yeah. Well. So, and he also writes like long form really well. So I just thought about this. I wouldn't be surprised if the horde will become critical to fighting the Imperials, given their ability to fate to phase out of existence and to drain energy. I had not put that together. I was just thinking about that because I I was thinking about like. The fact that, you know, they couldn't hit them, they couldn't do anything to them, and they latch uh -huh. on to energy. So. That. Huh. Huh. You, 
You know wow, what? Kevin. Okay. <laughs> you know, you get some Joan Crawford in there. You think you're clever, don't you? I mean, I, it's that that definitely feels like something Ryan would do as well. Yeah, but I can also um, see it being like a false flag thing where like they try it and then they think like, okay, this is gonna work, and then it doesn't. <laughs> Or, or, like, I could even see it being a thing where, like, the Rangers don't necessarily intend for the Horde to go after the Imperials, but it's one of those, like, they're facing the Imperials and the Horde are at their, like, backs, and it just kind of happens to work that way. Because uh, yeah. I could also very much see that. Because uh, I feel like a lot of what the Omega Rangers are having to do is less being like, here's the plan, let's execute it. It's more like, well, we're in this situation, yeah. how do we get out? Yeah. <laughs> You're um, clever, Ryan, don't you? <laughs> I, I, you know, but like we said, you know, it, you talked about kind of in Mighty Morphin how like it feels like he's writing for a trade. It's interesting. I don't necessarily get that vibe here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are definitely like endpoints, but it does feel like this one has a larger story that we're being told, yeah. and it feels like this can go on for like twenty issues. Yeah yeah of course well and it's also like for those of you that maybe are new to comic book collecting and you just joined the world of comic books as you know joel a lot of comic book series when they do story arcs they do like a rule of four because four issues are usually what is collected in a soft trade paperback so you know you have to have your stories if you're going to do more than four issues like they have to be able to link together in multiple trades um so that's why i get that sense of that for this because the solicits and previews have shown that basically number four will be a big stopping point for this arc and then they'll be able to move on to the next point so um with that said kind of uh looking ahead for what's coming with the comic books the next issue that will be dropping will be mighty morphin number four which will come out on february 10th um and like we said this is you know we've been told even by ryan this is kind of a huge issue Mm -hmm. um if you've been online like on twitter you've seen the like five or six different variants that have now been revealed for this issue mm-hmm. um it's going to be a major one so if you've not got this added to a pull list highly recommend that you do because i guarantee uh speculators and comic scalpers will likely probably buy this one up mm-hmm. um and after mighty morphin number four will be uh power rangers number four which will release on february 17th mm-hmm. um and also just as a reminder we had talked to a couple of months ago about the convention exclusive variant covers that boom was going to be like sending out to different comic book stores those will be releasing on february 24th mm-hmm. so just as a reminder if you're interested in those keep an eye out for mm-hmm. them that's right uh and so our next topic you know leaving the comic book world we're going to head over into toy news yes um and <laughs> there's a ton um I'm thinking we just run through the list and then we'll discuss what we're interested in yeah. how does that sound sure um, so, uh, Flame Toys revealed a Dino Megazord figure, or toy that they'll be coming out with. Uh, also, uh, we, the Retromorphin Jason, Zack, Billy, and Kim figures have been popping up and being found in Walmart US stores. Uh, also, Dino Fury, uh, toy listings have been found in the Walmart app, uh, thanks to Toku Nation. Um, And the listing on those are they've found the Zords, which is the red combining Zord, a blue and black combining Zord, and then a pink and green combining Zord. And also listings for a character called Void Knight, which we know who that's probably, the (laughs) Black Ranger, a 12-inch assortment, and then Kid's Mask, which, like, may not necessarily specifically be Dino Fury. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
So, <laughs> a lot, a lot of toys. <laughs> yeah. What are you most excited about? Um, I'm gonna be honest. It's probably be like Zords. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, because we haven't that. gotten official look. I, I look. <laughs> You and I have been talking about the fact that I've been wanting to get these, like, Rue Soldier ones. So, like, I need to see what the U.S. Um, version of these are going to look like mm-hmm. and how they're going to work. Yeah. Um, so, I'm I'm intrigued by them. I am. Cu- it's curious that they're sp- not splitting them up blue and pink and then black and green. Right. They've got them blue and black and pink and green. Because yeah. I'm just like, see, that is... <laughs> see, they're doing that Bandai Japan trick with the collectible gimmicks where, like, remember? Because, like, they would have, like... Like the engine souls from RPM and Goanger, because you would get the red one with the Zord, but then you would get the yeah, but then you get the blue one with like the cannon set, and then the yellow one with the buckle set. Like they, you know, they split it up to where like if you want that specific thing that is part of the set, you have to buy the other stuff. So I think that's how they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Definitely. And it's just like, uh, you want to make the three knights? Oh, you got to get uh all the Zord sets. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's. It's very much like yeah. they're they're playing how parents will buy these. They are. Um, well, and I also think it's very interesting because I think they're looking at Beast Morphers and they're trying to learn from that. Because I know a common complaint was, you know, for Beast Morphers, you had to buy all the Zords separately. But now we're seeing them do, like, combo packs. So I think that's an interesting thing as well. I, I just, I I just want to see them. <laughs> right, right, of uh, course. But also, I mean... <laughs> The other thing that I'm kind of like intrigued by is if I, I'm, we're assuming Void Knight is going to be the guy Sorg armor. Oh yeah, uh, that's going to be his name. So I, I'm kind of I'll be excited to kind of see what the toy of that looks like. Yeah. Uh, and but um, is anything kind of sticking out for you, Kevin? Anything kind of interesting to you on this? So I was I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit tempted by the Retromorphin figures, um, just because they remind me of the Automorphs because that's what they are. Um, but the more I see them, the more I also kind of go away from it because they're chunkier than the other Automorphin figures from the past. So I don't know. Maybe I might get the Black Ranger figure. That'd be kind of fun. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get the Zords. There are none of the really main figures. I'm going to focus on Lightning Collection like always. Um, I do think it's interesting that we're getting the Flame Toys done in Megazord. I'm not... I'm not the biggest fan of it, to be honest. Like, I'm not like, oh my god, I have to go buy it. I already have a Dynamega Zord, but... Yeah. And and, and we, we haven't gotten an actual picture of it, right? It's just that kind of concept, concept art. art. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's a very stylized look. It even gives the Megazord wings, which... <laughs> what, is it, what is it with stylized Zords and giving wings? <laughs> Oh, but I mean, uh, you know, but and you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stir the pot or spill too much tea, but I find it interesting that you know this comes out and then no one's mad about the wings, at least that I've seen. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, we can't go into that. That's a, that's, all that's I'm a saying. whole. That's but yeah, I, I do agree that it's kind of weird how it's stylized. Um, yeah, because it it feels like the like wings and then the teeth where like the pterodactyl chest thing are. Mm-hmm. Are just odd choices. Yeah. This feels um, like, but this it, feels it's like, su- uh, it's supposed to be. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's supposed to be combinable, right? Yeah, this can actually be separated and like put together. So. Huh. Yeah. It honestly, when I first saw it, I was thinking 
because you know common writer uh zeo like they have the alternate monster forms of fam- past writers i was thinking of that i was like yeah like a common writer another dino megasword yeah that that is kind of the vibe it, it's just it's a i don't know i we i would need to see what it looks like the actual product and then like what each individual zord looks mm-hmm. like because i just need to understand how different it is for me to even be interested mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so yeah, we'll see we'll see yeah i mean uh just I like again i kind of agree with you I, the only reason i'm interested in the zords is because i like them from mm-hmm. your soldier so like it's just gonna it's gonna determine whether or not i get them but other than that like i think the basic action figures i'll just wait till they do lightning collection versions yeah um but that's kind of it for toys i guess mm-hmm. um moving on uh so dino fury has begun filming again um they took their kind of holiday winter break mm-hmm. um and they've resumed filming um, and we've actually gotten footage of people you know witnessing production and kind of being able to snap a couple pictures um mm-hmm. and we've seen both uh rangers morphed and we've had like a unmorphed one with zato that i've seen um mm-hmm it's just interesting because so we've seen kind of this confirms that we uh the character of waisaru from Rue soldier will be appearing which mm-hmm. makes sense um it's just it's very kind of it's kind of neat it's just fun to get a kind of insight i know this time when beast morphers was filming there was kind of a lot of hesitation and seeing behind the scenes production shots um because specifically it was giving spoilers around uh blaze Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't really seen anything about that from like Roos- or from Dino Fury because it seems like it, it's all stuff we knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, um, I, and I think too. Yeah, I just think that it's. I think part of that too also stems from the fact that like there's there is a genuine air of curiosity and excitement for Dino Fury since this is the first 100% Hasbro's operated show. So I definitely think that there's a lot there of people that are just like wanting information and they want to know what's going on yeah definitely so uh, and i and i think we so rarely get to see kind of the behind, behind the scenes mm-hmm. of power rangers mm-hmm. so it's it's fun getting to kind of see that oh yeah um it's also i the thing that tickled me about them and now we can move on after this but the fact that the waisaru costume is like it makes sense that the it's very top heavy so the top hat of, of the costume can just come off and that mm-hmm. the like actor the suit actor for that is in just the bottom half of the costume and i'm just like that kind of tickles me mm-hmm. um but that's also got to be i was thinking that's got to be like n- not very comfortable to be wearing in australia yeah when it's hot <laughs> yeah um but i mean you know from all production shots we've seen it does look like social distancing mask wearing is kind of a big thing so that's also i think kind of an interesting Mm -hmm. uh, aspect as well to kind of witness um you know because obviously and as far as like global of handling of this whole coronavirus pandemic um new zealand and australia has kind of done the best Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's kind of neat getting to see how they're working around and being able to kind of keep going with things there yeah um but I mean, that'll kind of do with kind of the Dino Fury news for now. I kind of can't wait till we get like a trailer or something. I'm really excited to see what this is going to look like. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be coming sooner than, sooner than you think. Yeah, definitely. They love to just drop those kind of things on us. But um, so kind of moving on from TV, 
uh, Renegade Game Studios has announced that they will be doing another uh, Renegade Con, this time Renegade Winter Con. And this will be taking place online uh, in February on the 12th through the 14th. Um, and so, I mean, if you've been listening to us, uh, you know this is kind of something Renegade has been really rolling out within 2020, um, and it looks like they'll kind of continue doing that for now in 2021. Um, but for Ranger fans, there's actually a lot that's going to be going on. Um, there's going to be a Power Rangers panel with Jonathan Ying, Scott Gaeta, and Gina Torres on Friday, February 12th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. There will be a Designing the Renegade Rangers panel with Jonathan Yings and Scott Gaeta, where fans will get to help make the Renegade Rangers team. And that'll actually be happening on Saturday, February 13th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then the last panel that's Power Rangers adjacent is going to be Painting Power Rangers Workshop with Luis Martinez, where he will be painting the newly confirmed Silver Ranger Mini. And that's going to be on Saturday, February 13th at 1.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Well, that is kind of a spoiler, isn't that? <laughs> well, it could be a Silver Space Ranger. It could be another Silver Ranger. You never know. Yeah, they don't confirm what the series is. This is also right. very true. You know, um, for, for all we know, it could be a Dino Charge Silver that he's painting. <laughs> you know how they would melt down. God, uh, it would be wonderful. Um, but so it's like... I, I did look up, so I had to look up who Jean Torres was. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's a senior graphic designer at Renegade and is specifically the graphic creative designer for the Power Rangers brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was hired recently and I got kind of checked out an interview with her uh, from the Morphin meet from last year. So it's kind of interesting that she's going to be on that panel with uh, Jonathan and Scott. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm hoping we'll kind of get more news. I mean, definitely we already know that Dino Thunder is the small pack that we'll be getting this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if Jonathan and Scott will be revealing anything else or if we'll just be getting like kind of teases. Um, I'm sure they mm-hmm. probably will have more news about the RPG book. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering if they maybe won't even tease more for the deck building game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think anything is possible at this point. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, I would think, at minimum, they're going to confirm the big box for the year. I think that's going to be probably what we can expect. Um, yeah. And I think they'll probably show off something related to the 5e-compatible RPG book. So, anything can happen. I mean... Yeah, I could also see them doing something like the Ally Pack. Yeah. Because I feel... Because that's definitely, like, if there is a Silver Ranger, that's definitely not coming from the Dino Thunder set. So I'd be curious if maybe they're not going to be like, well, here's another tiny set that we'll be releasing as well. Um, Because you know they love to surprise drop us stuff. Now, I'm picturing in my my, uh, chaotic fantasy that the big box expansion is going to be Super Mega Force, and the silver we're getting painted is Super Mega Silver. So we can have, like, actual Legendary Ranger mode games, so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean that would it could also be be it could be Beast Morphers. Yeah, it could. A little late on the I, game, I'm just but like, you know. I, <laughs> yeah, but I, but I'd imagine with something like this, in order for them to kind of be able to represent the season, you kind of need the series as a whole to be done. Yeah, because otherwise you're creating character decks that like you're not getting the full character for. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean. Uh, I, I know we had the character poll a little, a little while back, too, that was like, which teams would you be most excited to see? So I, I could see that even coming into play. 
oh yeah that could also be the thing where they're like this is what the fans voted and like throw that up on screen Mm -hmm. and Um, even though they may not use that to confirm who's coming next they may just be able to acknowledge and say you know this is interesting results we'll see what we can do yeah i I, i'm i am kind of excited also i i'm gonna watch the designing the renegade rangers panel Mm -hmm. uh because you know that whatever ranger they make for scott one of his cards definitely has to be just wait yeah (laughs) yeah that'll probably be something that like resolves a it'll probably like skip a enemy turn i could see that enemy turn (laughs) i guarantee that's what that would be a big that would be amazing so i'm excited for that i wonder if they'll like assign themselves colors it'd be like yeah. uh i'm thinking uh, but yeah <laughs> here's what i'm thinking uh scott's ability mm-hmm. will be just wait and then once per turn you can skip an enemy uh enemy car uh, foot soldiers attack I, I could definitely see that yeah uh I... or, or or you just resolve the enemy card but don't take any of their effects which also would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I can totally. See I, and that. I can see, I can see like Jonathan's being like uh, all like mastermind kind of things where he gets to like uh, pull moves ahead of like the villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they'll do one for like Terry as well because I could be like hers could be just like enthusiasm powers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's, it's I. Anytime Renegade kind of like does something like this, it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I have to compliment them. I think they're one of the companies that you know they're a small company to begin with, but like during twenty twenty, they really figured out a way that they could still interact and still be able to put things out, mm-hmm. still talk mm-hmm. to fans of their products, really oh, yeah. engage with them. Uh, they've done just a terrific job, and I, I think you know. Yeah. They deserve all the praise. They deserve all the success that they can get going mm-hmm. forward. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I can't wait to see what they reveal here. Yeah. Well, um, and, I, and I think something needs to be said, too, of the fact that, like, not only were they able to get product out, they were able, I mean, with delays, of course, but everyone had that issue. Like you said, engaging with the fans, bringing online a virtual convention with virtual game demos, but they also were able to establish and continue a partnership with Hasbro to get more of their brands and to basically beef up their catalog. Like... Good, good, yeah. good on them. Like that was impressive, considering everything that was going on in the world. Like, good job. Yeah, I, and I, and I could not help. I think it could not happen to a better group of people. I think it's a really like, you know, from our perspective, I think they've just been truly great. They mm-hmm. they take care of anyone, everyone. You know, they've made, built a really great community in that Power Rangers group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it just really just love everything that renegade has done yes. you know here at uh, may the power protect you we are renegade game studio stands <laughs> yes yes uh um, so sitting in the realm of like a uh, virtual cons though um power morphicon has confirmed that uh the 2020 physical convention has been canceled um they'll be essentially or 2020 2021 convention will be canceled as far as a physical one um, they will be doing a virtual one this summer, mm-hmm. but that the physical convention has been moved to August of 2022. Yep. So, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. We're still not. It, it's a bummer, but I think it. it I think it's just the safest thing yeah. to do. Um, well, and I, I think that it it was a smart move on their part. Like it, 
I know a lot of conventions are making those difficult decisions and it does hurt their, you know, progress, their revenue, all that. We get that. But at the end of the day, like even with the vaccine coming out, it's not readily available. In fact, there may be some concerns about that. Um, and not everybody that goes is going to get vaccinated. So I, I definitely think that they made the right decision and the smart move by doing this. It, it does suck because it was on my to-do list this year to go, but now I have more time to save up, so. Yeah, and this I think it, it does put us back on schedule to when it would have normally happened, right? Because mm-hmm. it was every two years. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like, I, I think it just also, like, it, it keeps them from having to have the convention at a weird time. Um, so I, I think it'll be good. Yeah, um, and I'm sure the virtual stuff that they're able to do will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it, it gives us time to ha- plan, and hopefully, that the kind of like uh, vaccine will roll out will be a little bit stronger towards the end of this year and going into 2022. We can look forward to a physical convention. Yeah. Um, but so our next topic is actually going to be Legacy Wars. Uh, just kind of touching in with them. Uh, touching base. Uh, they recently announced and uh, released the Solaris Knight character as a playable character within the game. Uh, he's very cool looking. And then also revealed a unmorphed skin for Adam. Yep. <laughs> uh, so this timed perfectly for my husband who recently got back into this game. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. Uh, they they did uh so my definitely my husband has definitely taken uh advantage of the ad, of purchasing the adam unmorphed skin uh mm-hmm. it's his uh outfit from the 95 movie mm-hmm. which is really nice uh and so you know with him and then i think the addition of the solaris knight who is just like a cool power ranger design and sentai design mm-hmm. um so it's really nice to have him added um, I do like that one of his tags uh, references Genji. Yeah. Uh, uh, still no Operation Overdrive, but hey, you know, we're get- <laughs> gotta love more Mystic Force. We're getting closer. Yeah, each new reveal we get a step closer, step closer. I guarantee. Uh, but <laughs> that I guarantee you that the first Operation Overdrive character is going to be Adam wearing the Defender vest. I, I mean, I've been saying that for a hot minute. That, that's kind of the one that wouldn't surprise me. Right. Uh, but yeah, I could see that. But I mean, I, I, again, with Legacy Wars, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of playing the app because I think it, it loses a lot of steam really quickly for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm always excited for is like, you know, the possibility that a Battle for the Grid 2 could be happening soon and that any of these assets that they've introduced in, because goodness knows there's a ton of characters in this app. Like, oh, yeah. Who would have known in 2017 when this launched that we would be here in 2021 still talking about new characters? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just insane, and I kind of can't wait to see what this kind of leads to in the future still. Oh, yeah. Uh, but with that said, kind of shifting gears, we'll actually be moving into kind of the uh, <laughs> Sentai side of things. Uh Recently, there was the major press conference for Kikai Sentai Zenkaiger, where they revealed uh, the all of the characters. Um, got you know we got to see them in action. We got a brief trailer, mm-hmm. um, and we just got more information overall about what the series is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know this, but the first episode is actually going to be premiering 
on March 7th, yep. which is a day after my birthday. So yay, Look it's a that. birthday present for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know you actively watched this when this happened. Uh, yes. What did you think of the press conference for Zenkaiger? So I didn't understand anything that was being said, of course, because it wasn't subtitled. But um, basically, they used this as a chance to reveal the characters unmorphed. Um, or, you know, not henchened, trans- transformed, whatever you want to call it, whatever term you say. Um, so that was kind of neat. We got to see the character designs for the for the, uh, for the the Kikainoids that joined the team, like, not transformed. So you got to see their civilian forms, quote-unquote. Um, and we got to meet uh, Zen Kaiser's civilian form and actor. And we also got to meet uh, an older ally character that will be assisting him. Um it was interesting. I think uh, the characterizations were really well done. I think it was a good way to kind of highlight, like, these are your rangers. And I know a lot of it talked about how different it is, and they basically use this as a chance to introduce each character. Um, with, of course, Red being the power type character that's, like, confident and, you know, not really goofy, but he is pretty much like, I am the power character, and, like, I'm going to be great. Um, and then... Yeah, because that was Juran, and then uh, Galon was like very much. I love humans, and like he was very excitable and like very friendly. Um, and then Majin was just very like shy, and like she was like fr- terrified about talking in front of people. And then Varun was just kind of like analytical and like the nerdy type character. So it was kind of interesting to see that and see how the Kikainoids were characterized. Um, the trailer, yeah. of course, I know you got to see that as well was definitely interesting um we got to see a look at the foot soldiers which they look oddly like sentai warriors in a way they have very much sentai inspired designs um but we also got to get a beautiful shot of uh the team with all 46 red rangers um so that was kind of neat i thought that was pretty cool um and we also get a hint that the that the kikainoids will get to interact with their predecessor quote-unquote because there was a scene of Majin talking with Maji Red suited, suited up. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think there's definitely a lot to be explored there. Um, Toei, if you're listening, uh, you know, put it up on Crunchyroll. Release it. Let's watch it. Let's do it. Um, I definitely think it's going to be an interesting take on Sentai, and it's going to be a new experience um, that will really kick it into gear. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree. Um, I won't lie. I, I the trailer the trailer didn't move the needle for me. Like I'm interested, but I, I was really hoping like some of the footage they would show off would like excite me more. Um it was just kind of like stuff we had already kind of seen and we kind of knew about it. Mm-hmm. Um so what I'm looking forward going forward, if you know, as we get more footage, um I, I you know, one wanna see more of the villains. I wanna see what their deal is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd also really want to see uh, how the transformed Kikanoids, how they how how they film them differently than their Megazord form or their Mecha form. Because mm-hmm. um, the big fear I have, and I, I've kind of said this before, is like half the thrill of the Mecha costumes and what makes them cool is the fact that they're shot on a miniature stage mm-hmm. you know f- like from a low level and it makes them look gigantic so i think once you put that in human form it's less dynamic mm-hmm. um but that being said as i say that i'm in my head thinking about q ranger and you know chomp who is mm-hmm. 
was essentially a kikanoid, but yeah. <laughs> a bull. Uh, I think it just it'll be interesting. Um, it is different, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm just I'm. And we still we still haven't gotten confirmation of what the Sentai gears do, right? <laughs> yeah, like the the closest thing we've gotten is like from item descriptions that it lets them harness the power of past teams. So. For all we know, it could transform them. Um, it could give them special weapons or armor or abilities. We don't know yet. So yeah, see, there's still just a lot we don't know. And yeah. so I, I, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Uh, I finished up Rue Soldier so I could watch Dino Theory, but I'm also kind of opening up a spot so that like once Zen Kaidra starts, I could kind of check it out and see if mm-hmm. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, Part of me is hoping too that like because Common Rider Decade or not. Uh, yeah, Kamen Rider Decade and Kamen Rider Geo, like, they had time time traveling, they had alternate worlds, kind of like what Zenkaidra has with the alternate worlds. Um, I'm hoping to see maybe, because in those series, like, the original writers showed up and, like, they fought alongside them. So I think it would be kind of cool if, like, we had returning actors that actually returned in their roles in the suits fighting alongside them to kind of help with that dynamic. Yeah. That would be exciting. Oh yeah, be... I, I would. I would. I definitely be. I'd be down for that. Yeah, but yeah, we'll just like, we'll have to see. Um, I mean, we're still like technically a little over a month away from this, mm-hmm. so it'll be it'll be exciting to see what more they have for us. Yeah. Uh, with that said, uh, staying within the kind of Tokusatsu era, uh, Common Writer episodes are now on Toei's Tokusatsu World YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um. So they've put up the first episode of Common Rider and Common Rider Ryuki. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you're in the U.S., these are available to you to be able to watch. Um, so I'm kind of, I actually, as they put more Ryuki up, I may actually watch that one because I've seen, because that's Dragon Knight, right? Mm-hmm. That's the Common yep. Rider that became Dragon Knight. Yep. Okay, I'd be kind of curious to actually watch that. <laughs> yeah. Because Dragon Knight was was wild. <laughs> yeah, it definitely looks like as of right now they are just uploading episodes weekly, like of a different series. So I'm not sure if yeah. if Ryuki will get like weekly releases, a full the, translation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be great to see that. I think I think what's happening is and we talked about this before. I think Toei is testing the waters. Like they want to see is there an audience? Is this something that people want to watch? And is it worth the effort to bring it over? Um, which always surprises me because i'm like they know they have fans worldwide they know there's a demand for it and i don't know we'll we'll see what happens i just i always find it interesting i think when companies they know that there's a demand but they don't always supply it yeah well and i I think it's just it's uncharted territory for them so i think that's why they're being a little hesitant about it but i mean with with i i i I think there is like an, an appetite for this i think there is I think making it free and legal to watch or just even legal to watch Mm -hmm. would be great and would do so much to not only appease fans that are hunting and looking for this, but can also be something that you can give to someone else who wants to start watching the subtitled versions of these. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I just think about the like uh, super Sentai that we've gotten on DVD so far. It's so easy to be like, Oh, you like this power rangers well you know you can watch it like the original version of it mm-hmm. um that that's so easy to hand to a person oh yeah so i 
it only can benefit Toei, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, I think of, like, another Toei-adjacent property, which is Digimon Adventure 2020. Like, yeah, they have been releasing that subbed every week as it airs. And if I recall correctly, like, they had a very large percentage of their online streams were from overseas audiences. Like, yeah. they actually pointed it out in a in a Digimon live stream where they were like, we appreciate the fans. Like, we know that you're watching from America. Don't worry, we haven't forgotten about you. Like, they they know that there's demand for stuff like that and i think it would definitely benefit them to consider either opening up and continuing their partnership with shout who has done they have released common rider officially and they have released common rider cougar officially um so i i think it is something that they should really consider and really keep in mind yeah and i mean and with like not only the explosion of like uh stuff like digimon but i mean like looking at the comic books where like power rangers ultraman Mm -hmm. and even like american inspired tokusatsu are starting to get kind of Mm -hmm. more press i just like right now is the perfect time to strike with this kind of stuff like definitely like get this out here and also with like bandai of america now kind of releasing uh common writer merchandise here it's it's like a win-win for everyone (laughs) it is uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting to see like if this transfers over to Super Sentai, if we won't see more like even like a simul cha- uh, simul stream simul release of like episodes, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that kind of wraps up for today. Uh, as you know, as always, we're thankful to everyone who listens to us. <laughs> we appreciate every listener. Uh, you know, we we could not have kept going without people listening to us yeah. <laughs> as weird as that sounds um so uh, you know if you want to reach out to us you can actually uh find us on social media at may the power pod mm-hmm. on twitter um if you want to send us an email you know drop us a line you know tell us what we're doing great tell us what we're doing terrible um you know give us topic ideas mm-hmm. discussion points or, or, you know, even if you're interested in coming on as a guest, we're happy to bring people on and hear other people talk about this. Uh, you can email us at maythepowerpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and if you want to find me, Joel, online, you can find me on most social media at Thespis Punk. And where can they find you, Kevin? Well, you can find me on Twitter at BridgeMT3. <laughs> Spewing those hot, hot, hot takes. Listen, if you want to look at my commentary on the TMNT series as I'm reading it, feel free to join. I mean, you could also like see my commentary about Real Soldier and how hot I find Baba. We know. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. Anyways, <laughs> that'll wrap up our show for today. Good night, everybody. <laughs> as always... May the power protect you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>